0: From Largo to Seminole, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: <laughs> uh, your microphone, Jack.
2: I can't believe my microphone. <laughs> I usually put that down here right away.
1: Well, who moves it all the way over there though? I
2: don't know. But it's here now where it should be. My goodness. In front of me. I can't believe I started talking with no microphone in front of me. Well, a good Tuesday morning to you. One of our top ten favorite days of the week with... Jack, and Dana McKay, and James Burlander and thank the Lord for them. Then <laughs> I wish that we had that on video.
3: I know. would have been heli-
1: I mean, the microphone, you know how the microphones are on arms? It was like all the way on the other wow, side. Like across huh. the U.S. Yeah, no, it was on the other side of the studio. <laughs> Jeez.
2: But I can't believe I started talking with no. mic. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for 60
3: years. That will be the
2: future. Radio with no microphones.
3: Yeah, well, I
1: I, look, I was like, is this mic on? And it was on, but then I'm like, where is it? That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> but you would have thought, I mean, we've been here nearly 30 minutes.
4: <laughs> right. I would have
2: noticed the mic isn't down here because I was moving everything else around and getting it all in position, including the food.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Well, if that's how the, today it's going to go, I want to go home. <laughs>
2: I'm with you, babe. <laughs> well, anyway, we are back and ready to go here. And um, well, the big stories, and Rory O'Neill will be joining us later this hour to talk about the latest on the Nashville school shooting. And of course, you heard Chris talking about it here moments ago too. But three students and three adults killed, and they're calling her a female suspect but i think she was a trans yes in my opinion she's a guy right i mean i don't care what they say about it she started life as a guy and but i mean they still have not given any reason i mean there must be a motive right something he was upset about
1: so a a 28 year old and former student at the school So did go there, you know, many, many years ago. But what the motivation is, I have no idea. It's just, it's so heartbreaking. And the kids that were killed are eight and nine years old. I have a 10-year-old. That so is
2: unbelievable that somebody would kill three children that young. And not to mention the three adults who were killed as well.
1: I just, I just, I don't even know what to say. It's just awful.
2: Yeah, and this guy, you know, you got people that don't believe in the death penalty for somebody like this.
1: Right. Well, he should
2: be drawn in quartered. Well,
1: he's dead. The shooter is dead. Yeah.
2: yeah, But he should have lived long enough to be punished.
1: Yeah. I just it's like if you're that miserable, just take yourself out, please. Yeah. And not that we want to encourage suicide. However, you don't take other people down with you. It's just I just can't.
2: Yeah. This is very, very tragic. And, you know, communities around the nation are reeling from a spate of school violences I mean, we had the massacre at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, last year. And then a first grader who shot his teacher in Virginia. And then a shooting last week in Denver that wounded two administrators. And these are in schools where kids are. that These shootings are taking place, and kids are coming in with weapons in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah. it's And, I mean, in this case, we have an adult who was obviously disturbed and did this yeah and then everybody feels like they have their solution it's mental health it's the guns and it's like i, I just think it's a it's pe a, it's a problem it is a mental health thing but it's also you know our society is just broken there's just too yeah. many broken people that are just so disturbed and how do you fix that it's not just about guns
2: yeah in this case again a trans as they call him, a guy who decided he'd rather be a woman right And they're treating him as a woman, dead,
4: but
2: then I'm thinking, no, it was a guy. Right. Any way you look at it, but I don't know. But this is tragic, what's happening in schools. It is. I mean, mass shootings are bad enough, but anyway, we'll have Chris Trinkman coming up here in just a couple of jiffies. Jack Harris. And here's the guy that knows it all, and that would be Chris Trinkman here out of the
5: newsroom. And what's going on this morning, Chris, that we well, need to know about? Well, good morning, Jack. We have the story, obviously, out of Nashville with the two 9-year-olds and an 8-year-old among the victims of the fatal shooting at a Christian elementary school. Three adults were also killed, including the headmistress of the Covenant Presbyterian School. Police shot and killed the shooter, identified as 28-year-old Audrey Hale, who identifies as a transgender woman. She was armed with two assault style weapons that they describe one as a rifle, one as a uh, pistol. And the chief of police is not ready to discuss the theory about the motive at this time, but they did find a lot of information, including a manifesto, maps of the school, and other details that are part of the investigation. And they're now looking at uh, surveillance uh, that perhaps give some more indication as to you know what was going on at the time of that attack
2: I'm just hoping they can find out a motive I mean they're not going to be able to find it out from the guy or the trans woman but uh, because she or he or whatever it is dead but um, it would have been great to know what the motive was for this
5: guy or girl or whatever to do that to go in and shoot kids at apparently her former school jack yeah she was a student at one time at that uh at that facility so yeah uh, what the connection is with that not clear at this time so surveillance video could implicate a pinellas county doctor in a murder case plastic surgeon thomas kazowski arrested this weekend for allegedly killing lawyer Stephen Kazi. Prosecutors filed documents yesterday that show that Kozalski's truck was outside Kazi's law firm the day he disappeared. And video shows the driver entering the building and then hours later coming out with a large cart that had something concealed by a bag or possibly a blanket. And then the person in the video tries lifting the item under the truck and struggles because of the weight. And uh, there was also an interview with uh, Kazi's. uh, boss at the law firm that he worked at, he was the one who went into the bathroom and discovered uh, what appeared to be blood evidence and called the cops. And he explained that Kozowski had a problem with Kazi because he was an attorney suing uh, him and several other uh, people at a uh, plastic surgery uh, clinic and was becoming frustrated with the case over uh, billing problems at that uh, clinic. So that's really why they were able to uh, possibly tie Kozlowski to the crime and, and make him the, the only suspect at this point in the case. And what is his status? He's in jail. Kozlowski was arrested uh, on Sunday. Uh, he was uh, pulled over by Largo police and uh, taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder, even though they haven't recovered a body in this case. Kazi uh, yeah. is still missing uh... but uh police believe that he was killed, and despite the fact that they haven't found him, they believe they have enough evidence uh to charge Kazowski with murder yeah
2: well I, yeah, I think that's gonna be pretty easy and with DNA
5: and all that kind of thing. it'll be a well, just a very easy one to pull off. It looks like Kazowski may have tried to create an alibi. he was uh supposed to do a uh conference call. Uh, on the issue, on the case. And Kozowski was on the conference call, and Kazi was not. And uh, shortly after that, they suspect that Kozowski then went about the uh, finishing the business of, of moving the body. So uh, that's going to uh, be introduced as part of the case as well, perhaps to show that Kozowski was trying to cover his tracks.
1: Right, and so you got to think about how that call must have gone, where he's sitting there knowing full well he just killed this guy, and everybody else is wondering where he is.
5: Right, yeah. Awful. Right. And presumably playing it off like he had no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. So the former National Enquirer publisher, David Pecker, is the latest to testify in the Manhattan Grand Jury investigating former President Trump. Pecker alleged to be familiar with the catch and kill payments that would be used to squash the negative stories about Trump before the 2016 election. And, of course, being in charge of the Enquirer, he's very familiar with negative stories. The Manhattan D.A. has not given an indication when or if the grand jury will vote on charges for Trump. So we're still waiting to see if there's going to be any charges at all. Now, apparently, uh, Trump told uh, someone on his plane that uh, he thinks that the case is going to be dismissed, but he doesn't know for sure. Uh, That's obviously a stark contrast to what Trump said last weekend where he thought he was going to be arrested. On Tuesday and then Wednesday and so, yeah how do you go from up. yeah how do you go from being arrested to there's no case, yeah,
2: but this is so crazy I mean, um, I mean the guy's a billionaire, you know he didn't need the money to pay her off, but paying off a woman, and now we're finding out that Biden did the same thing <laughs> going way back.
1: Biden paid off a woman? When
2: he was a senator, yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't, I I'll haven't have seen that. i
2: have to find a story here, but I've got it somewhere. But.
1: I think the issue isn't just about paying off. It's about using campaign funds to do it.
2: And that's got to be a misdemeanor. I can't imagine that being a serious offense.
1: Yeah, I don't, it's a complicated case. It's, it's really hard to follow. So we'll have to see what happens.
5: You know, Jack, in a lot of these kind of cases and white collar crimes, in many times, the uh, defendant settles and pays a fine or something of that nature. Uh, but Trump is, is sort of taking this all the way. I mean, he's saying yeah. he didn't do it. He has nothing is, you know, he's not guilty. And so uh, seeing a case like this go to a grand jury and possibly even a, you know, a trial uh, is unusual. And uh, it's not to say that, that that can't change, but for now, uh, Trump is telling uh, you know crowds like at the one he was he was at at Waco in Texas, uh, you know he's he's innocent of this, and this is a is a witch hunt and some kind of a you know yeah democratic uh, prosecution against him. So uh, it doesn't sound like he's in any posi- any mood to uh, to settle. And boy, if they do bust him, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> Well, that's what he was uh, saying. You know, he's—he seems like yeah. he's actually calling for that. Yeah, um, and that's
2: which, bad on his part. And you got to figure this is uh, probably
5: going to kill any chance he had of a re-election. Don't know, Jack. I mean, there's two camps on that. Some people think that this is going to, you know, create an, enough negativity that'll drive people away from Trump. And then there are folks who think that he'll become a martyr of sorts, and that'll increases uh his popularity especially those who think that he should be president now and that the election was stolen so it's just not clear how this is all going to play out this is all uncharted territory you never had a former president uh be this close uh to being charged with a crime uh, and so we'll see if uh if that actually happens because that would be something historic it certainly would well chris will
2: have more at the bottom of the hour here and thank you chris thanks jack Paris on news radio wfla it's 5 26 on am tampa bay and by the way uh tonight's the night it'll be possible to see the five planets that are closest to earth oh wow with the naked eye and the planets are mercury venus mars jupiter and saturn they're all supposed to be very close together, and you'll be able to see them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think um, that'll be at around 6. Well, at 6, it's not going to be dark. Yeah,
1: how are you going <laughs> to see it when it's not dark yet? Yeah,
2: <laughs> Unless they're very close to Earth. <laughs> well, our listener will have to look for that tonight and call us in the morning. And let us know what it looked like.
3: I'm sure it'll happen for a while. It's not just going to happen right at 6. It'll take some time, too.
2: Yeah. But that would be something amazing to see for sure. Um, Let's see. What was the other thing I meant to mention here, too? Oh, Brian August going to be the, well, at least fill in mayor of tampa for a while and he was of
1: clearwater a,
2: yeah i mean clearwater yeah I was gonna say what happened I think, to jane i yeah. think jane's gonna keep her job having been reelected. she beat me <laughs> but uh yeah, anyway he did a great job when he was mayor so and
1: yeah he was mayor till what 2005 yeah okay
2: but uh it's good that he is gonna fill in here for a while.
1: Right. Well it worked out that they found somebody pretty quickly who people, you know, seem to like and Yeah.
2: Yeah, I worked with him one time at on Clearwater Beach doing some kind of thing. I don't even remember what it was. Oh the, nice. Way back. The way back days. By the way, I don't uh well we're not gonna have time to talk about this, but um Biden's now in a fight to kill the GOP effort to boost energy production. Now we have all the boneheads who think that we can alter the climate. (laughs) And they're going to alter the climate by mining and digging for oil and all that stuff again and making our energy cheaper.
1: Right. Well, They're I mean, gonna... that's what when when the climate changed and the dinosaurs went extinct. That's what they were doing. That's oh yeah, they yeah. were out <laughs> drilling for oil. <a> <laughs> yes, night.
2: and uh, they were tooting.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at five thirty-seven, what's trending this morning, Dana?
1: Well, a couple of events to check out in the Tampa Bay area. This one is very interesting. An art show is coming to St. Pete. It's called Radical, and it's all about creating art to celebrate the beauty of rats.
2: Of rats?
1: (laughs) Yes. Radical. I was started by a woman named Brandy Stark, and she's an artist who adopted a pet rat 20 years ago and just fell in love with them. She says rats are misunderstood, and she thinks making rat art will help remove the stigma against rats. She said her pet rats eat Cheerios and mac and cheese and they're playful, happy creatures that are cute like toddlers. And she really just wanted to put together this art show so that people could celebrate how beautiful um, rats are. <laughs> so,
2: well, he eats mac and cheese? And- yes. Well, is it a he or she rat? Uh,
1: you know, I don't know. She's had a lot of pet rats over time, so I think I think she's got boy, boy rats and girl rats. But they're looking for <laughs> submissions of rat-themed art, and the deadline is this Thursday, and then the Ratical Art Show opens next Tuesday and runs through the 18th at Art Lofts in St. Pete.
3: I've seen rat art before, but it's like something that kids shouldn't be able to see. Well, rat art. Yeah, there there is such a thing as rat art. Yeah
1: there is and it's something that kids shouldn't see yeah
3: it's like there's uh, so i was browsing ebay one day for for artwork for my house and all this rat erotica started popping up
1: oh I'm my like, what god is oh, this? rat erotica <laughs> yeah.
3: so i did it's not like i'm searching for it but it just started popping up it's like, oh, what, is, ma- what the
1: heck! Now I'm curious, rat but I don't want to. I don't want to Google that because you know what's going to happen. As soon as I Google that, I'm going to start seeing ads for Rat Erotica in my <laughs> Facebook feed. Rat oh. Erotica. <laughs> I mean, I've
3: never even heard of it. I'd like to see it. It, it is a thing. It is a thing. Sadly, and please Our, don't get the wrong impression of me.
2: Remember as a kid, my Aunt Lucy setting traps, and I remember you know they put cheese in it. And the rats would come up and grab the cheese, and as soon as lifted that cheese, pop.
1: Yeah, we actually had, I believe it was a rat in our house recently in the, like, I could hear the scratching in my bedroom, so it was like up above the garage, and... I was like, "Oh, it's a mouse," and my husband's like, "No, I think it's I think it's a big rat." And so he caught it, and he's like, "I don't even want you to see this. I got rid of it. We caught it, and the scratching went away." But yeah, we had some big monster in my house.
2: I'm thinking there's a Mickey Mouse, but there's no rat character, is there?
1: Uh, well, Ratatouille is a Disney movie.
2: Oh, Ratatouille
1: about a rat that's a chef. Yeah,
2: a Ratatouille's a a rat that's a chef.
1: Yes but oh my lord anyway this should be interesting and then the other event i wanted to mention we now have a date for the tampa bay river fest it is happening again this year along the river walk at curtis hickson park super fun event they've got the river fest fiesta with lots of food the river fest lantern parade is also happening and that is may 5th and 6th hmm.
2: yep they're taking good advantage of the Riverwalk
1: yes there's uh, and i haven't been to any of these events i'm always like oh that will be so fun to go but you know i just <laughs> i can't pull it together to go into tampa on a saturday i'm tired
2: <laughs> well i've been to a couple of them over the years but um i'll probably miss it this year
1: right yeah but it is a lot of fun so yeah. people want to check that out that's may 5th and 6th
2: look back at this day in history
0: on am tampa bay with jack harris
2: And it's today in history from March 28th, not a real busy day, 1776, Juan Bautista Danza finds the site for the Presidio of San Francisco. 1814, the War of 1812, in the Battle of Valparaiso, two American naval vessels are captured by two royal naval vessels. 1862, in the Civil War, in the Battle of Glorieta Pass, Union forces stopped the Confederate invasion of the New Mexico Territory. 1918, General John J. Pershing, during World War I, canceled the 42nd Rainbow Division's orders to Roland Pond for further training and diverted it to Occupy the Baccarat Sector. Rainbow Division becomes the first American division to take over an entire sector on its own, which held longer than any other American division-occupied sector alone for a period of three months. 1920 Palm Sunday tornado outbreak of 1920 affected the Great Lakes region and the Deep South states. 1933, the Imperial Airways biplane, City of Liverpool, is believed to be the first airliner lost to sabotage when a passenger set a fire on board. 1946, in the Cold War, the U.S. Department of State released the Atchison, lelenthal report outlining a plan for the international control of nuclear power. 1978, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a 5-3 decision in Stump v. Sparkman, a controversial case involving involuntary sterilization and judicial immunity. 1979, a coolant leak at the Three Mile Islands Unit 2 nuclear reactor outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, led to the core overheating and a partial meltdown. 1979, oh, we got that one. 1990, U.S. President George H.W. Bush posthumously awarded Jesse Owens the Congressional Gold Medal. In 2003, in a friendly fire incident, two American A-10 Thunderbolt II aircraft attacked British tanks participating in a 2003 invasion of Iraq, killing one soldier. And locally in 1898, survivors of the battleship Maine explosion arrived in Port Tampa from Havana Harbor. And Port Tampa at that time wasn't where it is right now. It was... Well, if you go south on West Shore, as far as you can go, you'll come to the old, original Port Tampa. Oh, okay. That's where the boats used to come and go. And that is our today in history for March 28th. Not bad. Yep. Not as much happening on March 28th as...
1: As usual, right?
2: As other days, (laughs) that's for sure. Hey, this is, um, I do want to mention this, what um, the White House is trying to do. Uh, Biden wants to veto the Republicans' sweeping energy package in its current form, because, again, he's being advised by people that think that we can change the climate, which is crazy, but among the key provisions of the Republican bill, the legislation would eliminate new taxes on natural gas infrastructure, ensure regular oil and gas leasing on federal lands and waters, eliminate permitting hurdles to pipeline development, streamline duplicative regulations related to natural gas production, and bolster the ability for mining companies to get approval for projects. And, I mean, this thing about President Obama, when he was president and stopped the coal mining way back. Oh, right, yep. That was kind of the beginning of this thing about, oh, we can control the climate by what we do, and you can't mine for coal because it's going to make the climate too hot. And it turned my home state of West Virginia from a bright blue state into a bright red state.
1: Right, yeah, West Virginia has a lot of problems.
2: Yeah, I remember growing up, I mean, Republicans didn't even bother to run. There's no chance down in southern West Virginia. And today it's just the opposite. Right. Democrats can forget about it. Joe Manchin is a Democrat, party-wise, but... He is as conservative as they get. I mean, uh, there's no Republican is more conservative than he is. And that got him named as governor or elected governor and then elected as a senator. Mm-hmm. But we've just got to get it through our heads. You can't change the climate. That's Mother Nature that does that. Yep. I don't care what they do. I've on 94.5 FM in Pinellas County. This is
0: AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: And we're joined by Rory O'Neill, our News Radio WFLA national correspondent. And Rory, the latest
6: on the Nashville school shooting. Yeah, good morning, Jack. You know, we did get some video released last night that shows the gunman uh shoot their way inside the school. The the doors were apparently locked, but they're mostly glass doors, so they shot their way through uh and that's how they were entered the school able to enter the school around ten fifteen yesterday morning. Uh six people were killed in the attack. Three of them school children just nine years old uh also killed a custodian, a substitute teacher, and the woman who ran the Covenant School there in Nashville Uh, There was a manifesto of sorts left behind by this 28-year-old shooter. We know that they went to the school, but obviously that was some time ago. Uh, So perhaps uh, some of the writings left behind explained why the school was targeted yesterday.
2: Yeah, and this was
6: originally a guy. Uh, Apparently a female at birth. Well, no, she was born a woman, but identified as a male. Oh, okay. So she went the other way around.
1: Oh, I so I thought right. the name was Audrey. So was that uh, okay, yeah, I'm totally confused. I thought, I her,
6: thought birthna-
1: her birth right. name the was
6: person's birth name was Audrey Hale.
1: Okay. I thought it was But
6: on social media they were using he and him pronouns these days.
1: Okay. I thought it was the I thought it was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh man who knows well which is more rare because we don't typically see women uh involved in these kinds of, ass- of attacks
1: right but it was a yeah. woman who identified as a man okay so that's uh that's, right. that's interesting so um so how did they end up killing the shooter
6: uh two police officers who responded to the scene uh went in quickly and confronted the shooter and, and shot and killed them You know, that's a very different police response than what we saw in Uvalde, Texas. You know, where so many of those officers, uh, waited outside the hallway, waited for keys and, and and ways to access the classroom where, you know, many more people were killed. But in this case, it was about 14 minutes from the time of the first 911 call to the time the officers shot and killed the suspect. That sounds fast, but, you know, the whole shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High lasted a minute and 44 seconds. So, you know, th- these shootings tend to happen in just a matter of seconds. So, so 14 minutes, I don't I, I didn't I don't mean it as a slight against the officers at all, but uh 14 minutes is a long time.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. And of course there have been other school shootings and that's tragic to see kids getting killed in school. But I don't know how they're going to deal with it. But anyway, Rory, you want to check out Rory on Twitter at Radio Rory our news radio WFLA national correspondent and we'll talk to you
6: tomorrow Rory Great thanks Jack, thanks Dana
0: From Palm Harbor to Valrico
6: this is AM Tampa Bay
2: with
0: Jack Harris where Tampa Bay begins their morning
2: and a good Tuesday morning to you one of our top 10 favorite days of the week with Jack and Dana McKay and James Berlander. Hello. And you can join us at 800-969-9352. Um, or you can text us at 82945. Just begin your text with the call letters WFLA or the best. If you have the iHeart app on your phone, you can go to news radio WFLA and hit on the microphone and record up to 30 seconds worth. Yep, yep and we can get it right here. Finally got it right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, you've been doing a great job.
2: (laughs) Hey, we got some birthdays to celebrate today. Kenneth Kessler, Monica Astor Williams, Leslie Houston, Linda Noblock, and Kenneth Kessler. I said that one, so we only have four there, Kenneth and Monica and Leslie and Linda. So happy birthday to all of them.
1: So I have Brianna Flanders celebrating a birthday today. And then for celebrities, Julia Stiles is 42. Vince Vaughn is 53. Lady Gaga is 37. Salt of Salt and Peppa is 57. Her real name is Cheryl James. Reba McIntyre is 68. And reality TV star Kate Goslin is 48.
3: Very nice. And I've got Jeff Frame, Anthony Madolo, Jessica Warner, and also Sean Marshner celebrating birthdays today.
2: And now we've got some
1: bad Some jokes. really good, hilarious jokes. They're amazing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, a blonde, and you know, this is from George Carl. I'm going to blame him. A blonde and a brunette worked in a factory, and the brunette says, I know how to get some time off from work. Al asks the blonde and says, Watch this, says the brunette. She climbs up to the rafter and hangs upside down. And the boss walks in and sees her and says, What on earth are you doing? I'm a light bulb, she answers. I think you need some time off, says the boss. So she jumps down and walks out. And the blonde starts walking out, too. And the boss says, Where are you going? The blonde says, I can't work in the dark. Uh. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Well, have you all got something better?
1: I I got one. My husband has banned me from making any more breakfast puns. He says if I make any more, I'm toast. But my kids keep egging me on.
2: (laughs) Much better. Not too bad. Well, what about you? All right.
3: Are you guys ready? Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. Can you handle this? All right. So Biden, Clinton, and Trump all board a plane together. I've been thinking, Biden says to the other two presidents, I wish I could do more to aid these people. They deserve so much. So he takes a $100 cash uh, bill from his pocket. If I throw this out the window, I can make somebody very happy. Excuse me, Mr. President, uh, Clinton says, clearing her voice. I can do you one better. She t- pulls out 10 $10 notes and continues, I could drop 10 of these out the window and make 10 people very happy. Trump clears his throat. I could top both of you. He uh, takes $101 bills from his wallet and says, I could drop 100 of these and make 100 people very happy. At this point, the pilot emerges from the cabinet, uh, from the uh, you know, uh, the cockpit and laughing, looking at Biden, Clinton and Trump. He says, I could top all of you. I could crash this plane and make millions of people happy. <laughs> <laughs> so oh! So that was uh, submitted by Tom in Riverview.
2: Okay. Well, I've got one more. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. Or down. <laughs> down for something, too. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, I think we have done enough damage here. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic
0: every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: It's 6 15 on AM Tampa Bay. This is interesting. I mean, you've got Trump now, perhaps going to be going to court or perhaps not. We don't know. That's all up in the air. But now, Tara Reid has accused her of former boss, who was then a senator, Joe Biden, of sexual assault.
1: Oh, I remember this story about this woman from from years ago. Yeah. Um. Yes. she
2: accused him back when he was running, and everybody said, ah, no, it's just another Stormy Daniels trying to get her 15 minutes of fame and maybe get a little money out of it. But now, with the uh, claims that Congress itself will soon interview her, the story has a little more depth to it. And when Tara Reid's name became front-page news, it was back in 2020 when Biden was running for president against then-President Donald Trump. But Reid says that back in 1993, when she worked as a staffer for Biden, He sexually assaulted her, and according to her, she did file a complaint with the Senate personnel office at the time, but it wasn't received well by her superiors, who promptly punished her for her allegations and eventually fired her. But the uh, punishment, including several threats, was enough to shut the 28-year-old up, who was just starting a career. However, with the same man possibly becoming POTUS, <laughs> Reid said she felt she had to tell her story, and, of course, it was not well received, even all those years later, and now, naturally, Biden denies any wrongdoing as well. But with Republicans controlling the House and therefore the House Oversight Committee things are a little different now. And Reid wrote to Congress in January when the majority was changed, asking them to finally hear her case. And apparently that has now been approved. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to be ignored by the mainstream media, just like Hunter Biden's well his crimes or whatever the case yeah, may all this be. All the stuff
1: going on on that laptop and there's a lot.
2: Yeah. That is amazing how the mainstream media can just flat out ignore all of this stuff.
1: Right. Or well with the with the laptop they tried to say that it was Russian disinformation and then and then not too long ago I think it was a CBS reporter uh, just on Twitter was like, "Oh yeah, well there was no indication that it was Russian disinformation." Like didn't come out and say like ah yeah we lied to you for years and it actually is real just right. uh, yeah yeah it's just it's ridiculous they're not thinking yeah. all
3: those photos and videos of Hunter
2: oh yeah imagine if that had been Trump and right again well, it would have been. Headline news every day.
1: And, and the and the photos of him doing whatever he's doing, like that's not even the real crime. The real crime is what's in, you know, the, the emails and the files yeah. and stuff that show all the all the financial things going on and the exactly. influence peddling.
2: Yeah. But that is our mainstream media that we're pretty much stuck with. Yeah, they're
1: activists. <laughs> they're yes, democrat indeed. activists.
2: They want to allow China to rule the US. Simple as that. Yeah. Definitely so. The hey, by the way, the Lightning are at Carolina tonight to take on the Hurricanes, and then on Thursday we got a home game. The Capitals are coming to town out of D.C. And also on Thursday, the Major League Baseball season gets underway as the um, Tampa Bay Rays are going to be hosting the Detroit. Tigers.
1: I'm excited for baseball season. We like yeah. going to raise games.
2: Yeah, y'all just went to the.
1: We did. We went the
2: preseason game.
1: Yeah, we went on Friday with uh with iHeartRadio. It was kind of our you know day to bring our families, and then I went the weekend before too with some friends. So yeah, we're into it.
2: Yeah, you went to two preseason <laughs> games.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. That's great. <laughs> we just love going over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge so much.
2: <laughs> I can only imagine. And then you got the Final Four this weekend. This is going to be a big sports weekend. It sure is. With Major League Baseball getting underway, the Final Four, and hockey as we're working our way down. I think they got seven or eight games, seven games maybe left in the regular season. Then we get into the playoffs, and hopefully they will do a little better there. News Radio WFLA. And we're joined now by Aaron Real, our News Radio WFLA National Correspondent. And uh, Aaron, today's going to be a pretty busy day on Capitol Hill because we've got the hearings on the um, Silicon Valley bank failure and education losses suffered during the pandemic. And then a uh, look at what really happened with the baby formula shortage.
4: Yes. And they're going to be an interesting roundup. It's it's a busy day. Listen, it's a Tuesday in late March. It better be a busy day. We want them to get this stuff done. But the U.S. Senate Banking Committee, they're going to hold the first of several hearings on the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Uh, in this first hearing we're gonna feature martin gruenberg he's chair of the fdic we also have michael barr a vice chair at the fed and nelly liang who is the under secretary for domestic finance at the treasury so this is a big deal and, and silicon valley bank it was taken over by federal regulators on march 10th signature followed suit a couple days later and we have multiple federal agencies the sec the department of justice they're probing SVB. And and global banking markets, they're still kind of fearful. they They haven't really calmed down completely. But what's interesting about today's hearing about this, uh, Senator Sherard Brown, a Democrat from Ohio, he's chair of the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs. He very much has crafted a populist image as this sheriff of Wall Street. And he faces reelection in his state, which is a marquee state. It's a must win for his party. He's gonna be under a microscope. His state is trending red. So he's gonna seek to make a case for renewed oversight in the financial sector. We'll see if he's able to secure that. But as you also mentioned, the house is taking a look at education losses during the pandemic. So the house oversight and accountability hearing, that's at 10 a.m. They're looking at the consequences of school closures, both intended and unintended. We know that students lost about 35% of a normal school year's worth of learning and just to give you a little background here the the closures of schools during covid they had a significant negative impact on kids they struggled academically mentally and uh, accordingly public health in terms of the decision to close schools was catastrophic in terms of failures for American students and families. It's going to be years to see the recovery. This is going to be the oversight committee has a lot of interesting characters on it. You have AOC on one side, Jim Jordan on the other. It, it, some grandstanding for sure today.
1: And what about the formula shortage? I'm really curious to know about this because it just impacted so many families with with babies. Absolutely.
4: And this one, I feel like, needs some investigation because, <laughs> it, it, like, listen, we know that the school closures were terrible. We're going to hear from the experts about how terrible they are. the banking needs some expertise, too. But I always working with I always worry with politicians and banking because I feel like so many of them don't have a basic economics background. So it, they can mess it up pretty quickly. But this one, you just we need to know what's going on, and something that still is going on. This isn't completely sussed itself out, and we need to know why the supply chains have been so weird, why are, there's been closures. Listen, formula is imperative, imperative for so many people across the country to continue working to feed their young souls. It, it needs to be sussed out, and we'll be keeping a close eye on that, too.
2: Yeah, and um, again... <laughs> It's good to see the guys finally doing some work up in D.C. Yeah,
4: let's see how many show up and actually get anything done or if they just are there, if it's performative today. Right. (laughs)
1: Yes, indeed.
2: But, um, well, like you say, a busy day finally. And um, you just got to hope with this banking thing they're going to somehow protect the average person who deals with banks.
4: Yeah, I mean, we do need to figure this out. And whether it has, whether we have higher cap requirements, um, whether we have different regulation put into place in terms of taxing, something needs to be done. And you know, if we're just going to bail out every single bank and that it finds itself on precarious footing, then that's what we're going to do. But that doesn't make for an economically strong or viable banking system long term.
2: How true that is, Erin Rayal our News Radio WFLA national correspondent. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Babay with Jack Harris.
2: And Dana's got our dope or dope ass of the day.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, this <laughs> happened in your home state of West Virginia. Oh, no. Well, uh, it's usually not a good idea to take a busload of children home during severe weather. And it's definitely not a good idea to just drop them off halfway through the route a bus driver in Cabell County. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Cabell County, West Virginia, uh, allegedly kicked students off the school bus in the middle of severe flooding. And a fifth grade student took the lead and gathered up the other kids and walked them to a nearby McDonald's. And then the people at McDonald's called the school and the school board ended up releasing the statement saying that the driver is no longer employed by that school department <laughs> but what on earth would possess someone to just drop kids off in the middle of bad weather i mean at all but in, in bad flood- weather
2: well in flooding they shouldn't have school anyway
1: yeah i mean it's we not- used
2: to get i mean we had huge floods i remember a couple of times when i was in school and we got three four days off
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a situation where they probably should have called school off. Maybe it was torrential downpours they weren't expecting. Whatever the case is, though, I mean, what is the school bus driver thinking? Yes. If it was unsafe to continue driving the bus, stop the bus, take the kids off, and escort them to safety or or call for help, something.
3: The bus driver probably thought that he was dropping them off to swim class.
1: Yeah, James. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a crazy one. I just, it's. People are stupid. They're dopes. I don't get it.
2: That's true. West Virginia is so known, southern West Virginia, particularly for flooding. I mean, we used to have floods come down the hollers and, you know, wipe out houses and occasionally kill a person or two. And I mean, they were horrific. I lived in downtown and we didn't have much flooding where I lived, but... Mm -hmm right over the hill i mean just not far from where i was you'd see like the main boulevard there was totally flooded underwater by about three four feet
1: oh that's terrible
2: yeah but we had a lot of that going on so it's a big deal in southern west virginia on news radio wfla and it's coming up on six forty-five on am tampa bay And we've got to look back at a little Tampa Bay history here now. Um, St. Petersburg, if you're not aware of it, was the birthplace of Wikipedia.
1: I was not aware of that.
2: It was the birthplace of spring training.
1: I was aware of that because I learned that from you a couple months ago.
2: The Home Shopping Network started there.
1: I did know that.
2: And commercial aviation started there.
1: Did not know that.
2: But, um well, first of all, the creator of Wikipedia, Jimmy Wales, lived there in St. Pete when it was first created, when it first came out. Then he was ushered away by California and where all the other, uh, well, where all the hot places are for online stuff.
1: Right. Well, and of course, I like Wikipedia, but... It's it's open source, which means anybody can go in and and sign in and update it. And then other people come in and say, no, that's incorrect. And I actually used it for like interviewing artists when I used to work in, you know, the music side of radio. And I asked an artist about his cat once, because when I looked up the Wikipedia, it had this whole thing about his cat. And he was like. I don't have a cat, and he said I've never had a cat. But somebody put that on my Wikipedia page, and people ask me about my cat all the time, and I don't have a cat. So Wikipedia, uh, yeah. you know, and it and it leans a little left, so got to be careful of that too.
2: Well, anyway, that was created there. The Home Shopping Network got its start in St. Petersburg. In fact, it's still headquartered there. Yes. Um, this was in 1982. Roy Speer and radio broadcaster Bud Paxson got it started there. The Home Shopping Network, yep, in Saint Petersburg, and um, of course, a lot of early spring training began in Saint Petersburg. Yes, which interestingly, they don't have a spring training team now, although the Rays were there a lot this year. But they'll be going back to what's um, the Town.
1: Are they in Port Charlotte?
2: Port Charlotte, yeah. Yes. Once they get all of the repairs done to the stadium down there. And then it was January 1st, 1914, the world's first scheduled passenger airline service went from St. Petersburg to Tampa, 17 miles. And it was Tony Janus, the pilot, and the first customer was... Abram Feel, the, who was a former mayor of St. Petersburg, and it took him 23 minutes to fly that 17 miles. It was in an airboat.
1: Oh wow, that's crazy! Because you know, you think about like, why would you fly from St. Pete to Tampa? It sounds like it might even be faster to drive.
2: But... Well, they didn't have Gandhi Bridge back then. Oh,
1: that is true. Or
2: Howard Franklin, or any others. You had to go
1: right, so they had to fly over the to water. To
2: Oldsmar, so they went across the water.
1: Oh, got it. Okay.
2: And uh, that was the first scheduled passenger airline service. And I don't have this here, and I can't think of the guy's name. But this goes way back to the 1500s, the first exploration of the southeast, Spanish exploration of the southeast, began in St. Petersburg. I did not know that. They landed in St. Petersburg. I'm going to get that together because they do finally have a marker over there. For years, they had no marker or anything. I mean, I remember going there. um, They got a place where you can park and everything. But it's a privately owned area now. Okay. The guy has his own little estate there and then a huge backyard, which includes a lot of trees and everything. But that was where the boat landed. Oh, wow. And they began, and I can't think of the guy's name, they finally put a marker up several years ago, Mm -hmm. but I used to complain about it on the air. This was rich history and... Most people in St. Petersburg didn't even know about it. Right. But fortunately, they do now. Unfortunately, while Soto has a museum and the landing strip is marked and tourists come there all the time, they can't do that because it's privately owned property again. Right. And, but he does allow people to come there and walk out to the edge of the water and take pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's a nice guy. But finally... They put up a marker, but the marker isn't where they landed. Oh,
1: really? Because
2: it's private land,
1: right? It's over there. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll have to uh, get that story together someday for you here.
0: Weekday to win $1,000. Just listen for the nationwide keyword to enter at WFLANews.com. Presented by Darwin Wealth Management. Want state predictable income that outpaces inflation? How about potentially up to 8% with dividends paid quarterly or defer them and compound your gains? This is a limited offer. Call to see if you qualify Darwin Wealth Management. 800-395-4279 live on the free iHeart Radio app. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: I got to head this one as the dope ass of the day. Uh-oh. And this is out in California. It's it's just hard to believe that they elect somebody like this, but um
1: It's California.
2: Well, that's it. <laughs>
1: um
2: there was a killer who had been arrested for a triple murder for hire and accused in the murder of a court witness and several other violent crimes. And he was sentenced to 75 years to life and price. This woman prosecutor wanted to cut him loose after 15 years. Let somebody go after 15 years who killed several people.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: Well, fortunately, a judge jumped in and stopped it. But, I mean, this is crazy that somebody wanted to let a violent criminal go who had killed three people in 15 years rather than life.
1: I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. Why is there so much sympathy for killers and just not enough compassion for the victims of these crimes? It's unreal.
2: Very true. Very true. Uh, well, you got to check out our blog here. <laughs> the nine year old who's a basketball trick shot whiz.
1: Yes, those videos are awesome. It's so cool to see how talented this kid is.
2: And then we've got the uh, epic fail videos.
1: Yes, those are always a good time. One of them actually challenges you not to laugh, so you see how many you can watch without laughing.
2: Yeah, fortunately, uh, as I understand it, nobody was injured or anything.
1: Well, not seriously. Yeah, I mean some of those th- falls they gotta hurt but yeah I don't think anybody ended up in the hospital or anything
2: yeah they were embarrassed yep. to no end then we got the teen that covered his parents kitchen in peanut butter
1: <laughs> I'm still waiting TikTok. to see the vi- the video of the cleanup of the peanut butter
2: oh man I would have just
1: Right, I mean... Lick
2: that kitchen clean. Oh,
1: jeez, that's just... I
2: love peanut yeah. butter. I
1: don't know that that's a picture. Actually, these head. these
2: are peanut butter <laughs> balls that Joy makes.
1: Oh, yeah?
2: I don't know what she puts in them, some kind of cereal or something in there, and then big balls of peanut butter.
1: Yeah, they look good.
2: They are excellent. <laughs> peanut butter balls. But um, Anyway, you want to check it out at amchampabay.com. Is there anything we've
1: forgotten to hear? Well, people can also follow us on Instagram at uh, at WFLA News, and then we have a Facebook page too at AM Tampa Bay. I ended up in Facebook jail over a, a meme that I posted <laughs> of a Florida man Shame. that was holding balloons, and it looked like the guy was naked, but he was not. He had on like a speedo, but it was you just couldn't see it. So I think what happened is Facebook has like technology that kind of scans images. And I got flagged on Facebook for posting, like, lewd, sexually inappropriate content.
3: You should know better.
1: But it wasn't. <laughs> the guy had a Speedo on, but there's nobody. at You can't contact them and say, hey, have a human look at this picture and determine what it actually is. So for two months, I haven't been able to post on the AM Tampa Bay oh, Facebook page. My. But I think I finally can now. So,
2: well, I so, hope so.
1: So I'll put something up there today. Go check it out.
2: All right. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning at 5 on... A.M. Champa Bay. Live it up.